Welcome to Unstaffable, your podcast where spirituality meets business. My name is Tina Rapp, and today I'm talking to Panch Nishan. She's an inspiring Kundalini yoga teacher, trainer, and coach. I love the way she understands yoga and shares that it can be so much more than just getting super flexible on the mat. But please find out by yourself how spirituality became her factor of success. Welcome. Today we are in Berlin. I'm meeting Panch Nishan, one of my teachers for like four years now, I think. We met the first time in Schwarzwald <laughs> on a workshop and she got me with her beautiful mixture of living her spirituality, very authentic, um, without wearing a pink, pink glasses, how we say in German. Like she's very grounded and at the same time a very happy and light person. Would you like to introduce yourself like what made you this wonderful pers person you are today? Thank you so much, Tina, for having me. I'm really happy to be here with you and your community, this opportunity to share. Um, yeah, the rose-colored glasses, off. <laughs> be in reality, be human, be real. Yeah, so um, my journey, uh, I started practicing yoga when I was 14. I went to my first yoga class with my mom in a little town just north of Boston. I come from the US. I married a German man, so I live in, I took an adventure across seas. I live now in Germany for about 12 years. And um, yeah, I, I became a yoga teacher when I was 19. I studied, I went to university very early at 17 and I went from the East Coast to the West to San Francisco. I studied their philosophy, theology. I went to a number of Buddhist retreats. I studied with a monk there. Um, Robert Thurman was doing some like readings there and I would go to his sessions and uh, it awakened me to the Eastern philosophies and new possibilities and ways of looking at life that were different than how I grew up in the West. And that led me also together, my mom becoming a yoga teacher when I was 18. I started practicing a lot with her when I would go home to visit her. And um, yeah, then at 19, I decided to become a yoga teacher. I dropped out of university after a few years and um, I was trying lots of different styles of yoga, Ashtanga, Shivananda, I was a dancer, I was a field hockey player, I was very athletic, so I loved like the athletic challenge of the Ashtanga yoga, uh, and I loved the devotional aspect of the Shivananda yoga, I used to go to the ashram in San Francisco there, and um, then I stumbled across Kundalini, and it was a beautiful blend of both. And that got me down a path of exploring and becoming a teacher at 19 of Kundalini Yoga and uh, lived in an ashram for 13 years. And that time also got a degree in business with a focus, organizational leadership. So really into this topic of transformation. I also became a coach and um, 
this, like, whether it's in the yoga scene or in the business scene, the, the same principle applies of how do we activate the potential in ourselves? How do we bring out our excellence? How do we bring out our best? And um, so liberating full potential through yoga, meditation, business, coaching, and creativity, which is your field. So thanks for having me. Thank you. This is why we're here for. I would like to um, give a picture, like how you frame what drives you, like in your life and your business. Like it's not that you have a life and a business. It's a beautiful combination of all of it. And um, you're deeply spiritual. And this is like everybody who works with you or comes to your trainings um, or even just a yoga class can feel it that this is more than just making money, that there's like a bigger vision um, behind it, what you're doing, what you're sharing. And um, we know each other for a couple of years. So I met you at a workshop. Um, I joined for the teacher training. Um, you also had an online course, actually two. And uh, this year, you started your new project. And uh, for now, I would love to learn more about the vision and the intention of your new project called Be Golden. So if you'd like to share a bit about that with us. Sure, yeah, I think I just want to pick up on this like topic of spirituality before I go into the, you, you brought a lot into the framework here. So um, yeah. The way I understand spirituality is like this ability to be happy, be solid in oneself through the obstacles and challenges of life. Like it's not just this, like there's such a trend right now, right? Spirituality or spirituality in business and all these, and it can get a little spacey or ungrounded. And I love this grounded perspective of it is like, something I learned from my teachers, you, can you make yourself so happy that by your presence, others become happy? Can you go through the trials, the tribulations, the challenges, and still like be able to keep an authentic smile on your face? Not a forced one, but where you can find happiness in any situation, because it's not outside of you, it's inside of you. And so I think that is really when you say spirituality, I think that's part of the, yeah, the framework for it. And um, I think, yeah, as a young person, I already started being very curious about spirituality and like how life works and what also makes us happy and how can we transform our suffering into a meaningful life. Yeah, how can we make meaning out of our stories uh, that then allows us to enjoy life despite the fact that suffering is there? And so how to evolve and, um, yeah, kind of rise through the challenges of life because they won't go away. It's like you don't all of a sudden one day meditate enough or do enough yoga or whatever people might be doing that then the challenges go away. But rather the one's resilience gets built, one's caliber gets built to be able to rise to the occasion. And yeah, 
Yeah, so um, Be Golden, you were asking, were you asking something before Be Golden? Were you? No, like the, the intention or the vision behind, like how came you up with that idea? It's like pretty new. You started this year in January. Mm -hmm. And um, what made you creating Be Golden? Mm -hmm. And like, what's your personal goal? Um, so why did you create it? Where do you want to go with your new project? Okay, so where I, wh where I started from, the intention and where I want to go, basically, right? Yeah. So I, um, I started Be Golden really out of, really out of a calling, I have to say. And I know you're like so interested in process. My process with it, I'm, I'm, I love to do things, right? I'm somewhat of an achiever, like did these two online courses in COVID, this energy management immersion, unload the overload, like tools to help people in these wild times that we're in um, from the experience I've made, from the tools I've learned, both from yoga and meditation and breath work, and then also with coaching and self-reflection. And this is like a model that I learned in my, in my 20s, really a model for excellence, that if you just do a daily practice of meditation and yoga, it will take you like 50% to your excellence. And if you just uh, work on yourself, like with self-reflection tools, therapy, coaching, these kind of mental level, it'll take you like 50%. And really the golden ticket, this, this, this activating 100% of our potential is really combining the two. And some people are fine with 50% and that's fine. It's not for everyone, but for me, I am somebody who goes venchon denchon. <laughs> then I go for the 100%, then I go for the excellence. And, um, and again, like very practically, like addressing the problems or the challenges in life, like to think we can meditate all of the problems and all of our patterns or issues away is, is a fallacy. We can get somewhere. We can get 50% ahead than where we go without them. And same, those who are just working the mental level. I mean, coaching is such a crazy buzzword right now. Everybody's coaching, has a coach, multiple coaches, and, which I, I mean, I'm a coach and I love it. And I think it has a real value. And at the same time, if we get stuck just there, then we lose the capacity to fully embody it for ourselves. And that's what I find a practice like yoga and meditation, but there are other practices, martial arts practices, other breath work practices, physical practices, or that, that allow us to embody and adapt the change that work then on deeper on the subconscious level than just doing, um, coaching tools. So, so the program of Be Golden has both. And that was part of my inspiration of creating it was putting the two together and seeing the challenge that can happen for people when they stick with just one, when they get, yeah, when they stick with just one. So um, my process 
it was interesting because I thought, okay, like I did my other courses. I thought, okay, I, I want to start a membership model, like to take people deeper, to take yoga out of just like yoga studio or weekly yoga classes and really more into a daily practice, more into a way of life, a mindset, bringing the philosophies more deeply in. And I know in memberships, that's a way to do that because you have an intimate group of people that want to go deeper. Um, and I was about to start, you know, the steps, one of my steps for creating a membership. Well, I need a platform, the technology, the, you know, write-ups, this. And I stopped myself and I realized, like, no, I want to do something or not that I want to do something, but I have a sense there's something here for me in this phase of my life that is bigger than just another project. And that put the brakes and I started going through visioning process. I went through like really digging into my whys, you know, these like seven layers deep or five whys, you know, finding your why underneath. And um, I realized I, yeah, I wanted to create really a movement, a movement in society. And that even more, I'm a yoga teacher and people think of me as a teacher or a coach, but even more when I dug deeper in my journey of creating Be Golden than just the surface, create another program, I realized I, I would love to have an impact on culture and be like a, a culture, like, a, like help evolve our culture so that a lot of the challenges that happen in society evolve. <laughs> so broader than just bringing people to yoga and meditation, what then ripples out when people practice yoga, meditation, and self-reflection in order to have different choices in life and make choices based on the self rather than choices based on a lot of the fear-based drive in society these days, especially through the COVID time. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot that society pushes toward us to stay in a fear-based mode. I mean, you just put on the news. And so the mission of Be Golden is love. <laughs> yeah, the idea is right that the gold is in here. The gold is in us. It's not outside. And so be it, find it, touch the, the treasure that's in each human being and see the treasure in the other and then cultivate a culture where we're doing that, where we're honoring and valuing ourselves rather than the self-talk and the mental spielerei that can go where we can put ourselves down, where we can be so gemeint, we can be so mean to ourselves or hard on ourselves, to lighten that up and remember we are the most precious. And then that ability to see the other as precious and treat the other as precious. And, and when you F up, <laughs> that you can be humble and um, be humble, be vulnerable, and find your way back always, yeah, within the self and within community. And yeah, so I would say creating Be Golden, I really felt it in the months before bringing it into reality. It was very much the feeling of a calling, this feeling of something 
greater than what I understand at the moment, greater than what I know at the moment, but there's this kind of necessity that there's no alternative, like that I, I have to do, like this, com like I felt compelled to bringing it forward um, because it came to me and the concept came to me and the 23 plus years experience I've made in the coaching and yoga and meditation realm to make it available in a, in a different kind of format and way that is still being revealed. But following each next step, I mean, doing this process gave me a lot of compassion for visionaries because they can have this whole big vision and I know you have a lot of visionaries in your community, like leaders, artists, like this, this big picture vision. And then you've got to start where you are. And you just have to follow what that next pulse is. You have to make that next brush stroke, as you so beautifully said in one of our conversations. Of, yeah, and, and then that gives the impulse for the next. Like you don't need to know the 10 next steps, but you need to know the three. And after that, the next few reveal themselves and the next few reveal themselves and to just keep following the pulse. And that's what I'm doing right now. And we have this membership of about 50 people that are, um, yeah, showing up to themselves and then showing up in the world in the way that will create a brighter future, right? This golden age, which is an age of peace, which we can only create when we awaken within ourselves our own sensitivity to the ripples we're creating. Right? And consciously creating, putting into action the reactions that we want to have in our personal lives, in our professional lives, in life, right? Because it's all blended together. But in life, what are we putting out? What are we creating? And then we know that also ripples back to us, one of the secrets, <laughs> the ancient secrets, but doing it also for creating a better world. This is like a huge vision and it's driven by your heart. Um, how did you manage like, especially when something is like very close to us, an idea, like how did you manage to break it down into these first few steps, like get the clarity to know what you're gonna do, like having such a huge calling and then um, get the right focus or get a focus where you want to go, like um, making it um, or being able to to communicate your vision. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a huge feeling, there's a huge vision and we all can't see in your head. So you have to communicate to the people what's your plan. Now you have 50 members, which is amazing. And I'm pretty sure there will be more. So how do you work on that? Like the challenges, they show up by uh, doing step by step. Like there will be new challenges. Like how do you face them? And which challenges do you see or have you seen maybe which you didn't expect? Like how do you handle that? <laughs> well, I think to the, you had a lot of questions in there. But um, to this last one of what challenges did you see or not anticipate necessarily is, yeah, this aspect of generating like this, it, it generated a lot more work than I realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, 
how I handle that at the moment is um, this combination of staying focused with what I'm capable of doing with the size of that I am now, and at the same time staying connected to the bigger picture. Because if I get caught in the details, then it brings me down. And if I just stay with the bigger picture, then I'm not moving forward. <laughs> so this kind of in-between space of checking in with the details of what is the next most like there's this beautiful I also studied business and organizational development and there's this beautiful phrase I learned from an organizational developer of like what's the minimal elegant next step it stuck with me since my 20s of like whenever I feel overwhelmed by like the amount of resources and the vision and then how to get there. <laughs> what is the most, like the most minimal elegant next step? So the elegant to me is like, that creates like the most impact that some coaches call it needle movers, right? What, what can have the most impact with the time and resources you have right now? So I try to realign and reassess all of the things I want to do based in, in that kind of straddling between the minutia, the micro, and the macro to keep um, a synergy in a way. Yeah. Um, one tool that helped me, like I shared, I did a visioning work that was like essential for me knowing myself, like whenever things get hard, because they do get hard and you think, what, what am I doing? <laughs> this is a lot, a lot of work or whenever one starts to doubt themselves or when I got into doubt, the vision kept pulled me through. The vision absolutely pulled me through. And I would go back and close my eyes and remember the, the feelings and the visions when I went deep into this. Pro I spent a whole month doing a visioning process. So it wasn't just a quick, yeah. <laughs> I really got in the mood because I knew I, I, I knew it, I wanted it to be bigger than just a program. And, and the bigger you send something, the deeper you have to go, right? The bigger the tree, the deeper the roots. So I spent some time really creating this base. So the vision, looking at the, my why behind it to keep the motivation for um, when the darker times came, which I actually was doing this in May, June, July. So literally then when I launched in December that I had this, this, this motivation. It's not to be underestimated. A lot of people skip those steps or that time to really look at what your why is, what your vision is. And then um, I worked with a wonderful human being that um, does product fields. And that really helped me grab the vision and be able to articulate it. Yeah. And then from there, I just went through the steps of what is my offer? What, like, what is in my heart right now that I really want to share? Like, what format am I going to give this? And, and I went from both the needs I see of people that have done trainings with me or come to classes or one-on-one -on -one clients. I did it partly based on what I saw as the need and partly based on like what was lighting me up or what format I felt like I want to show up to this. So that's how I designed the, the offering, which is um, two monthly group coachings and a community sharing 
um, three classes a week, one early morning practice to start the week, like starting the week on Monday morning to set your intention with a practice going into the week um, and a breathwork class. Um, audio files every week and monthly themes because I really wanted to take a theme and go deeper. And that was something, yeah, so I built the program around also what I was interested in delving into. So we've done topics like train your fearlessness, topics like um, trust, um, trusting in life, trusting in self, trusting in the other. Um, yeah, so does that answer your question? Does that drill down enough into the steps? I, I made my offer, and then I had to write it up, and then I had to refine it and, and get concrete about it. And I also worked with a designer to create some visuals that match the frequency, like to have a visual identity to, to attract people that this can serve. Yeah, people who want to, yeah. And that's another thing I looked at, is who this can serve. And I guess those were my next steps to really get the foundation of what it is I'm offering, who I'm offering it to, and then putting the package together <laughs> and delivering it. <laughs> is that, if you have any other questions, let me know. I hope that gets what you are. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, I was wondering, like, at the moment you're really busy with your membership, but I'm pretty sure like it's such a huge picture. You didn't just look at it for a couple of months. So what's it's like the long-term plan of your membership? Like at the moment you do like almost everything in the program on your own, as I know. Um, like, are you planning like help in any kind of way, like behind the scenes, <laughs> or even like having other teachers or coaches, or like, how do, you, how does the future of your membership will look like? Thank you for asking this question because I'm focused a bit in the here and now. And uh, yeah, in within this year, I absolutely want to open it up for collaboration. And I, I guess that's another element that I see in this. As I shared in my 20s, I, I completed my, I studied philosophy and theology when I first went to university at 17. And then I completed a degree in business with organizational design and leadership and um, I've, I have this passion for paradigm shifts from that that sparked a time in me of like shifting out of these hierarchical modes into networked mode, right? Out of not a centralized system with one teacher and leader or one top coach. Um, it's like, yeah, top down hierarchical or not also like complete chaos, like decentralized system. Like I want to create not a centralized and not a decentralized, but a really a distributed or networked system that thrives on the space between chaos and order. This, this creative space, which I know we have fun talking about. Do you want to share anything on this topic of chaos and order? And then I'll, I'll share more into the vision. Uh, for me, this is like the most creative part when it's between um, chaos and order, like looking at it from a perspective as an artist. And um, I was happy because we talked a couple days ago that you have like the same feeling coming like um, more from the yoga or the meditation side and building up the business. So 
um, which, which I see more and more um, that we all have this creative power in ourselves. And a lot of people are stuck to the idea that only a painter is an artist, but we are all artists. And like, um, as you said a couple of days ago, like building up the business is like creating your life. Like, especially when you have your own business, it's like a really uh, creative thing to do. And when we look at it, as something creative, it becomes a, um, a totally new quality. It's like, uh, we don't call it work anymore for some reason, because of course it can be hard. It's still, we have work to do. It's not like that we have nothing to do, but like creating th something we really like um, is different than just doing work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like when I look in your eyes, like be golden is something like that. Um, I would love to go back to that idea of like the collaboration, yeah. um, like not being the only one who is like serving or building up the the product. Like, what are your plans? Um, do you have like like a clear vision how this is gonna look like, or like an idea when and how and who you wanna? Um, get into your team mm -hmm. um, or who you want to collaborate with? Like, do you have like any ideas or like challenges you can see? Um, if you'd like to share about that, that would be cool. Yeah, well, I just love what you shared about like the creative, when life is a creative approach, right? Which it is like, Right now, spring in Germany, things are growing, buds on the trees, the flowers are blooming, like it, it's creative. And it's destructive, and it's creative, and it's so this chaos and order. And, and it becomes such a joy. While you were talking, I was just seeing joy and sensing how then, then life and work is like a flow of joy. Yeah, that we can return to <laughs> and we can activate and we can remember. Yeah, and that becomes like such a driver, I think, as well for, for me, um, is the joy of, of sharing and creating. The joy of creating and sharing is part of creating. So yeah, so the vision, I definitely see this as also a paradigm shifter from also like in, in all these different ways, a paradigm shifter from looking for the answers outside to finding the answers inside, from looking for someone or a teacher or somebody to tell us what to do, to finding and discovering for oneself their way. And also like out of this competition and into collaboration and really this principle that like we are stronger when we put our pieces together and so I absolutely see Be Golden as a platform for many different kinds of collaborations collaborations in terms of its foundation right now with kundalini yoga and meditation and having other teachers sharing in there with also different focuses or expertise um, there's somebody I know who does a whole earth healing element of practice with yoga with the in mindset of, of our earth and the environmental crisis we're in and how to raise our awareness through our practice there. So these niche areas, I would love to bring in more 
people that are focused in different areas, trauma, people who are focused in astrology, people who have different kind of folk, people who are focused in business and communication and how it all kind of weaves together that, that um, yoga and meditation is there to support us to live our best lives. So having other elements that accentuate living our best lives um, as part of the, of the picture of the mosaic, yeah. Yeah, and I hope later this year to be able to be in a foundation that um, that I'm able to start some collaborations. Yeah, both collaborations on a regular basis and then special collaborations. Yeah, also the whole topic of neuroscience is fascinating to me and the effects of yoga and meditation in this very scientific researched way. And I'd love to bring more of that element in as well. <laughs> it's getting bigger. <laughs> uh, one last question. Like, um... oh, wait. No, but also, like, for example, your field, like creativity. I, I think that, like, Kundalini activates so much creativity. And so then what do we do with this creativity? And I think that's also an interesting exploration. So people who are also, like, in your field of coaching people and creatives, how to, like, harness that creativity and bringing it into form, into projects, into business strategy. So there's not, like, this is, like, one of my passions and loves it. There's not like a huge separation between yoga and meditation and all the other things that we do in life, but rather they're tools and means to, yeah, again, help us live our golden destiny. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, let me reframe it. Um, it was like more or less what I wanted to ask, like, when we started like um, following our heart, what we want to do, and like looking at you it lo from the outside, it looks very easy, <laughs> professional, perfect, you know. And like you start where you are, as you said. Um, what would you tell people who are like at the very beginning, like you found out what you really want to go for, like what it's driving from inside? You hear your calling, whatever you want to want to call it. Um, what is your advice for these people? How do you get started without being afraid? This is such a beautiful question. Such a beautiful question. Well, like, trust yourself. Trust yourself. And, like, allow the fear and drop the fear. Kind of a combination. You got to kind of do a combination of, like, the fear is a sign that it's great. The fear is a sign you're on course. And then you got to penetrate through it or drop it in order to um, bring out what is in you to bring out. Like it's, I would say to people that it's not by accident that you have this idea or this impulse. There's a reason there. It's not the one I have. It's not the one you have. Just like our fingerprints are all different. Our, our impulse to create is all unique. Although it can be in the same field or the same genre. Nobody else can bring what you have. That, and you have to believe that. And you have to trust that in yourself. And I think that is a big one, is really 
trusting and breathing into, and that's the beauty of yoga meditation. It helps you embody and move into like what your dream and vision is or your ideas are, that you're not just vibrating them here, but you bring them really from the inside out into every cell of you and let it fill you and let it guide you. And above all, like trust yourself, I'd say, and cultivate this mindset of, of, of trust, this mindset that you're capable, that you have the ability. And also when you don't, right? Be honest with yourself that when you don't have a skill, you can learn it, you can, you can get it. You can, I mean, life is a constant learning. So don't try to be perfect. Start, start and learn as you go. That's what I would say. Yeah. And that takes a humility to learn. Yeah. And know that you're capable of it. You're capable of so much more than the mind lets you believe. Um nothing to add thank you so much i love that you came up with like be not or don't go for for perfection if you want to do something and like it's not only about the mindset it's also about like really embody mm -hmm. your vision yeah. Yeah. and make it true and have yeah and have fun and really have fun <laughs> yeah Right. Good you added that. How could I forget? <laughs> Thank you so much. It was wonderful having you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. And I love to see what's manifesting through your project. And thank you for inviting me.